still running your health checks. Can you hear me? What? Yeah. Come on. I'm healthy. I don't have COVID. Yeah. yeah. Three, two, one. Things are working? Yeah, some muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's working. It's working. And once more with Philly. Well, now that's necessary every episode to start the show. (laughs) Is that because I sent you the salute emoji earlier? (laughs) You just felt... Do do you say patriotic? Is that a... Is that a American thing? Or is that every country? It's it's associated with you a lot. (laughs) I haven't felt patriotic in years. Mm. What's happening over there? Ricky's running the mill, so that's always a good sign. Okay. He came in this morning and asked me, is it button pushing time? And I was like, yes, it is. Cool. It's a good feeling. Awesome. It's been a busy, busy week. A lot of things. Yeah. So I was like, had a lot to do and then... To all the stuff that we talk about it feels like it exploded in the last week of we've got a significant software corner gpt corner <laughs> situation it's just gonna turn into gpt I've got the samples lined up ready to go Ooh, maybe later <laughs> we'll, we'll make them come back after the break good yeah plenty plenty to chat about yeah <clears throat> oh, i think i interrupted what, uh, how are you doing yeah. uh, it's been a stressful week Mm. Um, yeah. What are we up to? One, two, three, three or four butters down with COVID. Oh, three. Holy hell. <laughs> That's bad. So I've been wearing a few hats, Ooh, which has been, you know, usually when I get a chance to play machinist, it's, I have a great time. But this, what, what? Sorry, I was making a photo. What? Wait. You caught that. That was quick. <laughs> <laughs> just pe- just just mocking you. No, that wasn't it. Are <laughs> you giving like Star Trek gestures? That oh, I can't even do that. Oh, getting stiff. I can't even do that anymore. Too much computer. Sorry, I interrupted um, you like three times. The <laughs> same. <laughs> uh, usually, when I get to play Machinist, I have fun, but it's been less fun this week. Kind of just stressful. Yeah, it's a combination of factors, um, and also just feeling feeling rusty. Like mm. there are a couple of jobs this week, which were well, there was one particular job which was quite meaty and had a bunch of big nest, lots of components, lots of double sided parts. And I just felt quite quite rusty. Yeah, and Fusion kept crashing, trying to nest oh God. the bloody thing, and. Yeah, that one combined with various other factors made for a, a tricky week, but ended it nicely, converted a couple of meaty mm-hmm. jobs, which kind of made everyone relax a little bit about our financial situation, which is cool. That's good. So, yeah, breathing a sigh of relief at the end of the week. And, yeah, hopefully people will come back to work quickly because we need them. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Yeah, the whole remote thing doesn't work um, in manufacturing. No. So next week, I'll just, either way, I think I'll just have to stay off the machines. And yeah, mm. it depends who's back and in what capacity. Yeah. In terms of how we cover, cover people. But yeah, that's what's happening here. Mm. And just, oh, just had a stressful weekend as well. Like we went away last weekend mm. and had a, had a, a col- like a partial ceiling collapse in the hotel room we're in. Yeah. Like these huge chunks of plasterboard na- narrowly missed our do- sleeping daughter. And it was just like, that was quite a tiresome start to the week. <laughs> like if that happens in America, so there's a lot. I'm ready for a day off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's scary. Yeah, not here. Yeah, I'm already ready for some relaxation today on my Friday. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I had a similar, well, it had been, a, I think I mentioned I had a week of last time we had um, a water heater issue at my house. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if I exactly said what, but my wife found a bit of a patio outside that was just dripping water from the ceiling and we were like oh that's not normal maybe it's condensation nope that's where the water heater is so yeah so that was uh, that's too long we got quotes on that i think i'm probably repeating myself but it feels like it's been three months since we talked about all this last it's just been so many things happening that feel stressful too it's it was a Mm. it was a costly quote thing and i think you know if yeah. i'm coaching my business self i say just pay for it but my home self uh, it's like <laughs> the quote was $2500 to replace this water heater and i yeah. was like i knew the prices at you know from the big box stores for the water heater and i was like this is this is like the most basic machine possible like it should not cost <laughs> this much money to do this yeah Long story short, I did it myself, and it cost me $850. I fixed it after four trips to the hardware store and learning all about plumbing parts and push-to-fit fittings, which are amazing. I didn't know that existed, really. Like, you can cut off a piece of... Like, my house was built in the early 90s where you had to know how to, like, solder copper pipes together. So, like, it was a specialized (laughs) skill. Now I took a tool that cost $17... And pushed on another fitting, and it's permanent. Like what? What? Like <laughs> how is that even possible? So I fixed it. We turned back on the hot water situation. It pushes a bunch of air out through the lines, right? Because there's no water in the system of the house. And I thought I drained all the hot air, so I went and started using our our clothes washing machine. And it blows out a bunch of air suddenly, and it scares the crap out of me. I think, God, somebody shot them in the washing machine. You're like, oh, no. And then it stops that noise and starts filling itself like normal. I'm like, oh, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I, just, I sit and work pretty close to this thing. So it sits there for a certain amount of time, whatever these Samsung washing machines do, soaks. And I hear water dripping, and I'm like, no, you got to be kidding me. I've never heard this before. I go over, and it's like broken apart inside or pulled apart in a way and i was just like i didn't have time already behind on this other project to fix this so luckily we got that fixed in the next two days by a handy person for Uh, way less money but like i fixed an appliance (laughs) and another broke at the same time i needed to do this big job at work so it's just 
I know the the, the home life struggle lately. Yeah, plumbing's the worst. <laughs> Turned well, out Laura, to be pretty Laura easy, but out. yeah, Laura's our in-house plumber. Anytime anything's leaking, I'm just like, dang, that's very nice. Your wife, it's broken. Um, it's lovely. Same with locks. Because oh. she's run art studios for so long, she's practically a locksmith because, like, she's helped so many people fit locks to their studio doors uh, and, like, Aaron's re- good at that too. like, fancy lock systems to old buildings and stuff. She's just, like, really on point. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron's done all the locks in our house and all the doors, and I have every time... Yep. I, just, I don't know. It's doing a thing. Can you... Yeah. I'm too impatient for them. I just, like... Not working properly, and I don't want to read the instructions. Same exact thing for me. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> why are these things not going together? <laughs> I love your Yoda, Jim. You got mother pellet? <laughs> Justin. Yeah, I got yours. Is way better. Break out the samples. I need them. Uh, mother pellet is working. I. Thought I could hand tap a bunch of M12 holes in almost 50 millimeters worth of aluminum, 40 some millimeters. That is tiring. So I am. Why did you do a thing like that? Because, well, so the form tapping situation that I understand, you got to have like a specialized collet for each size of tap. And so I was just like, I'll just do it on the cheap. I'll hand tap them, I'll drill the holes in the machine. I only need a couple right now. I start doing mm-hmm. it. I, I got through like two that I needed and I was like, nope, this is not only hard, but like it just like one of I bungled one hole immediately. So I got to fix that somehow. I was immediately just like, no, this is the machine does this. <laughs> Even if it's for like a non-production <laughs> part, like I yeah. immediately went out and found the form tap, the form the tap call it and call it call so that's it. gonna yep. happen next because i'm just i <laughs> anyway that said it worked really well i got i did my first pearson palette bottom side whatever that the, the mating yeah. side and learned how to do cool. a key seat cutter and i used mm-hmm. a roll tap for the first time which was interesting but very cool roll tap what's the difference what's a roll tap I don't know if I don't really know what I'm saying, but it's a it's a thread mill with multiple like ten teeth going oh, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so then you program yeah. it to do like basically like one pass to cut like six mil yeah. worth of threads, which is pretty cool, cool. at once. I would call that a multi multi point thread mill, but I don't know what I'm talking about uh, either. I think that's yeah. the same idea. I was very confused on how to program it, of course. The Godfather, mm. NYC and Z had six videos on how to do it. So I watched those and Close. learned how to do it. So that felt really good. I'm going to make it into a templatized like palette setup. So when I want to make a new palette, I'm just going to probably, I think I'm going to run two at once. So I have a backup one, like, cause it's just, you know, getting all the tools set up, you kind of need yeah. them every once in a while. And it's like, it'd be nice to just have a blank sitting around that cost me Less than a hundred bucks to have it ready. So that's been sweet. Right. We're running a job, finishing a job. It's the first time I've ever done a palletized set of parts. So we can run 
16 parts at <laughs> once on it. And it's two operations. And it's, it's taken me too long. I feel very slow. Like you were saying, like, I feel super slow at like getting it going and like just running it. But once Ricky gets to it, it's like, oh my God, he just chewed through, you know, mm. dozens of parts this morning already. And it just works. It's, it's kind Fantastic. of foolproof in a certain sense. It feels nice. Mm. So good. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Does that, does that mean you've sold your vices? You're like single point for life. I, I still have a vice. Because, oh, you want to know the stupid thing I did with this job is I misordered the material by three-eighths of an inch. So, we had to put this, the stock... Too big? Too small? Too, just too big into the vise and face off a bunch of it, all 100 parts, 120 parts, pieces of stock. We did top zero first. So, that's part of what has been silly. So, yeah, I still need a vise. Sure. Okay. For your mistakes. <laughs> I want one. I want a mill. I think you need a mill. Mom, <clears throat> I want a mill I would shade. Mom, meatloaf. I've been daydreaming about five axis lately. Like both have you? router style and like the have you seen the I'm going to get it wrong. Matsura 330X. They're probably half a mil to all told, but they're nice little compact mm. machines that you can throw a little pallet changer on the side and just sounds... I don't, have a, I don't have a use. It just sounds amazing. But the router would be pretty cool. <laughs> We've had a couple inquiries lately that's pushing me to think about, you know, what is the next phase of... Mm. You know, the shop saber has been good, but it's like, does it... Wow, we've talked about this a few times. Does it, does just a, a flat three axis router keep us in a position that, you know, makes the best parts for us or like keeps us in the more challenging work that like it's, it's so attainable to just get a three axis router anymore that I feel like the competition is going to drive down the parts and the cost and the um, yeah. need, I guess. So, yeah. Just thinking yeah, about that more sure. and more. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, I've kind of lost a lot of, for now, I'm not sure why, I've lost a lot of that, like, window shopping for machine vibe that I had a couple of years ago, or even a year ago. Like, I remember talking to you in the early days of the podcast, which is only it's 40 or 50 episodes a week ago, almost at a year. But yeah, I had... Definitely had more machine lust back then of like, you know, thinking about five axis stuff down the track. And yeah, that conversation around staying ahead yeah. of all the five axis, uh, of all the three axis kids. But I've kind of lost a lot of that impetus. And yeah, I'm not sure what that's about, whether I'm kind of just more comfortable in what we've got and what we can do with it or whether it's something bigger going on. But um, I suppose the the pencil sharpener sort of satisfies that itch to some extent of like I feel like there's still heaps of capacity in that machine to do interesting stuff with it. Yeah. So if I want to like fiddle with multi-axis work, then I know that that's where I should put my energy. But I have an answer for why yeah. why this has changed is your 
coaching and uh, business skills have improved, I think, too. Not just lust after <laughs> machines you don't really need to buy <laughs> like I do. So, shit. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. There we go. Yeah. Um, lost some of that shiny object distraction vibe, which, you know, leads me to the, the yeah. one of my notes here, which is, you know, Ooh. I've written burnout risk. I feel like I'm at risk of this. And, you know, by, by scrubbing some of that, cleaning away some of that, like, excitement and, you know, whatever it is, you know, whether it's being excited about some tool that we'll probably never acquire or some methodology that I'd like to explore. So I've lost a lot of that excitement. And I think part of that is, has come from that sort of business coaching journey of like standardization. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they use this term, which bugs me every time they use it of blackboard <laughs> and rich. And I just, it makes me a little bit ill. Yeah, I, I neither of same. those things yeah. are of interest to me. And at times they've explained it sort of contextualized in a way that makes me go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's just about structure and blah, blah, blah. It's not about those words specifically. But it does come up fairly regularly. And, yeah, I think at some level I am bored, but not the latter. Oh, I didn't I tell you I'm rich already, so... <laughs> And yeah, I don't know. I think that's, that's sort of leading to a point where I've, you know, I'm fairly low energy and at risk of so burning out. I don't know. Looks like I think burnout's associated with overwork. Well, more so, but yeah, that might not be the right word, but yeah, yeah I think it's, I think we'll it's we'll multifaceted. See. I've definitely been there where he, what do you, what do you think? Like, I think everybody's version of that can be different, but, like, what do you think that's... Do you have any deeper thoughts on why that's uh, happening for you lately? Exploration isn't what you want it to be, or... Yeah, look, there's... I think just having sort of been driven kind of fueled by the hustle for so long Mm -hmm. and then sort of the structure of the structure of of removing myself from the hustle to some extent has meant that I've lost my purpose, even if I never knew what my purpose was, you know? Yeah. I'm quite a bit like that too, though. Like I've been reconciling where I haven't been able to disconnect and have to change because of changing roles, which is frankly what I really want to happen. Mm. But I'm pretty certain I'm going to have a lot of trouble with it because similar to you, since I started architecture school in 2008, I basically yep. have been driven by hustle. And, I, and it's not as a weird I I think it's a true description, but it's like, it's not so much about the want to be rich. I don't, same, I don't, it's not my thing. I want to be comfortable and, and not feel the need to, I don't know. I just, yeah, I mean, I do, I don't want to be bored by any means. 
I want it to stabilize such that we can have more, less stress, less, yeah. less yeah. constant need to su- su- succeed. And I've had these moments in the last year, especially where I'm like, I don't really know what to do with myself when there is stability. And I always feel like what's, I, I have this constant, like, what's the next thing I got to do? Mm-hmm. And we've never gotten to a place even where it's like, feels comfortable, but, um, you know, there's, there's bits of that every once in a while. And I don't, yeah. I don't know. Did the, did the coaches, ha- did they get into that kind of thing at all with you? Yeah, I've had a few one-on-one conversations with them about that sort of stuff. And it often ends up in a conversation about my discomfort around profit and then them trying to workshop me through through that and, you know, get me across the line in terms of why profit's important and all the exciting things I could do with it if yeah. we could make the company consistently profitable which sort of you know excites me temporarily and i can get into that space of like oh yeah there are lots of you know things i want to do company-wise you know to in terms of innovation and for our community and blah 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 but it's not a sort of doesn't i don't find that energy Mm self-sustaining in the way that i'm used to the sort of the hustle being (laughs) self-sustaining and sort of so it's just it's a different dynamic and I suppose a different purpose so yeah challenging I got a, got a mood <laughs> I got a mood changer <laughs> oh yeah go <laughs> so I know I know Come where on. this comes from I just received a notification yeah. from Google that we got a one star review which this is like I don't yeah. I hate these review systems, but they work to some degree to get you more like service-based yeah. business. This person, he <laughs> has commented extensively on a Facebook real post that has gone semi-viral, yeah. like small viral, like 70,000 views, lots of comments. Mm-hmm. It's about spray painting the tips of our forklift tines. Because they're in a space where we're constantly walking over them. We don't use the forklift all that often. So it's like a lot of out of context. So all these like freaking expert forklift drivers are commenting, which I found humorous. And I've been joking about with friends that like they think we're idiots because because we potentially are. You know, we've done this thing that seems like it's not going to last. Right. Because they're like, oh, five five pellets later, it's going to scratch off. I'm like. We don't use it five times a week, man. Like, it's not going anywhere. So there's just all these, like, angry men commenting that (laughs) we're idiots, basically. And this person has left, like, a whole string of comments, of which I've not replied to any of them. I almost, you know, I've let them go because it's just creating more engagement and creating more views, which I find hilarious. Um, It's like hate watching. So he seemingly found our google site and just gave us a one-star review for no reason at all no reason what kind of person yeah um great what can you do about one-star reviews 
go find his his page and give him a one star when they're not an actual customer because you can't can you can't get rid of them can you i can reply to it i guess i don't know it's an interesting fun challenge to find out about at least we've we've had one of those once but it was from you know a customer where we were engaged with so i could get on the phone with him and get into damage control mode and resolve it and he took it down but like for random there must be a situation like because businesses must get trolled all the time we talked about this before where like the internet has exploded on people and then like based on something that's completely unrelated and these people aren't even related to the company in any way yeah it's uh must be a system for getting rid of such things well, hey, hey, John, like what was proving, your review? Proving they're not a customer. What was your review based on, John? Your service experience yeah. with Portland CNC? Oh, no, it was an Instagram reel about a forklift. <laughs> you did. <laughs> no, I could not. Not a brass farthing. At least not till you pull yourself together and go to work. <laughs> anyway. Amazing. Wow. Like that time, hey? Good. What's new in Software Corner? Old tea, I think. Tea. Huh. You can do whatever you want with the balloon. GPT special uh, uh, edition of oh, Software Corner. Good. Good. All right, what you got? Uh, I'm just obsessed. <laughs> I'm just... I'm doing that thing where, like, I'm adding the pro account to checkout, like, every other day. Like, do I, <laughs> do I need it? Do I need it? No, it's, it's still working fine. Restrain yourself, boy. <laughs> I had a long, like, uh, masterclass sales business coaching thing yesterday. It was like a four-hour session, and uh, I was supposed to do it with Aaron, but Aaron was struck down by the, the COVID. Mm. And... um so I was doing it solo and well, I wasn't doing it solo because I spent the whole time with GPT open and just like pretty much using it as a note taking system. So every note I put in it, I sort of asked it to extrapolate on or expand upon or write questions based on it. And so it was like a, it's like a sales intensive. So there was a lot of stuff around sales processes and yep. qualification questions and things like that. And GPT was just like working overtime of just like, producing all this sort of extra stuff around it, you know, with my inputs around our business and our company. It was just fantastic. So I came away like with, you know, pages on pages because I pulled it all out into work, into my notes yep. for digesting. So I was quite overwhelmed by the end of it. I'd sort of processed so much information in a short period of time. But, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Really, really loving it more and more. Just using it more and more. What are you? What What have you been doing? Because you're on the pro account, aren't you? The plus. Yeah. I just sent you the screenshot of my inquiries in the last like less than a day <laughs> of just like <laughs> constant. My favorite probably yeah, cereal nice. super not. <laughs> we had a debate about whether cereal is soup, and I am. I'm kind of on the on the side that I think it's soup. Can my big question is: Can the new GPT that you have access to access the internet? No, I tried that yesterday. No, still not. Okay, no, but it says September Dang. 2021 Dang. when I asked it that. But yeah, I will yeah, say 
it is impressive what they've I'd retried some of the things that I had tried in the past and gotten kind of oh. like less exciting, less great answers where like we you know, when it started three, three point five, whatever, it was like, Oh my god, it's answering me, you know, like and it makes sense. It's not gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like oh, these are really good answers. Oh, I got a doorbell. Yeah, these are get, getting to be really good answers, like complex. And I think the obvious thing, if you've played with this for enough time, you see all the people talking about is the prompt is everything, like what you give it. Like I just saw a shortcut for iOS that you can create now where you can basically talk to Siri or type into the shortcut and the prefill on the back end will theoretically let you have GPT control your smart home devices by its response back through that system. I didn't get to work yet, but you can basically do things like, wow, hey, hey, dingus, it's dark in the kitchen. (laughs) And it will imply what that means better than the Siri does. Send it back and light the kitchen up. (sighs) Pretty crazy. So that's one thing. Makes Siri feel like a, a rock. I'm like, <laughs> constantly thinking, like, how can I just use this through these earphones uh, rather than having to type it? You know, like, let's ex- expedite this thing. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a great typer. Like, I'm a, a slightly evolved like two finger typer, and I've kind of learned to like touch type a little bit, but I'm still pretty like rudimentary. Yeah. So I find it quite tedious having to like input mm. everything via text. And I just I want voice control but yeah what other fun things you've been doing so in the last week i used i don't think this was for but i had gpt make add to cart links for one of our products so that in shopify you're on the page it'll automatically add an accessory to the cart without changing the page through javascript and it pops up a little notification that says like all right you've added these to your cart and it's in the cart i would never figure that out on my own and it's just a block of text that it created and I put into that page and amazing. it works perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? Oh, I created a bunch yeah. of product ideas yesterday. There I have like a backlog of ideas on improvements and product hmm. ideas for like a year now, a year and a half of just like things we could work on that are pretty sweet. Kind of like starting points, right? But also it was like fairly complex. Like I told it to combine a couple concepts of categories of things and like can you create new ideas mm-hmm. in this these fields? And it it didn't necessarily do that, but it created some things. It was like one of them was like, you could create robotic automation solutions that are unique to your customers. And I was like, well, it's kind of a BS answer right at first. But then I was like, Hold on, what if what if I've always wanted to use a <laughs> robot for routing? What if I got a robot somehow and had it just just clean the sheets afterwards. Like it just brought an arm out. And it was like, <laughs> as you know, I created that little bit of it, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's been really fantastic, you know, going from the things I normally use it for, like email drafts, code mm. creation. I think I sent you a, a little thing I made for text expander that probably didn't make any sense, but. Text Expander is a little code expansion tool for Mac, and you can, I think Windows, not, and yeah. I had it create this thing I've been thinking about forever where I 
use like TechSniper to select a bunch of like line items off of a invoice vertically. So they're all mm-hmm. stacked up. Instead of typing them in and adding up all the totals, I select all those pieces of text. I type four letters and it pastes out the total of that amount for me. And like it can take out like uh, wow. all the other characters. Cool. So it properly accounts for the amounts. And I just asked ChatGPT to do that. <laughs> and huh. now I can do it at any point Amazing. through Text Expander. It's like, yeah. I feel like I have like superpowers about these stupid nerdy computer yeah. things. That's cool. I, yeah, I haven't tried anything codey, code related. I think just because of my, I feel I have an inability in that space to do it, to even understand it. So to get mm. GPT to solve it for me, I wouldn't necessarily feel confident mm. in integrating it, but I just need ask to it to explain it in my horizons. That's, that's well, the thing. Exactly. Like last just, week, I've been like, I don't understand it. what yeah. you mean. Can you? Make this more explicit. And it like. Yeah. 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 I tried to get Laura sold on it the other night because she was writing a, an application for a public artwork commission. And, um, she was workshopping the titles with me. I was like, yeah, I don't love the title. And I was just like, I was about to go to bed and just pulled up GPT on my phone. I was like, this is the theme. This is the kind of the history of the building this works going in give me five title options and you know we ran through like 15 or 20 title options in gpt laura had never seen it before like she'd never seen it like type out responses the way it does and we didn't use any of its suggestions but the conversation that it sparked and the new sort of thoughts that it led to led to Mm -hmm. a much stronger title so it was just like it's like having a yeah super powered buddy to workshop ideas with and be like trigger new new mm-hmm. things which guy yeah absolutely mm. yeah it's uh, i mean like today i was one thing i don't understand well or know at all i understand it's possible but in the routine the post for this palette of parts i have a file on the I have two files, right? Let's just say there's two files. There's a file for running the parts and like a one and done fixture. So that's actually an NC program that runs an op one and an op two, puts them together. It does all of it. That's pretty simple. It's mostly just a post thing in Fusion. But I also have a another file that takes that fan and blows off the table. So you can just go open that. But yeah. technically what I want to do is just append it to the end. And I know it's something like a subroutine, but I don't quite understand that. It's like using M98. So I just asked ChatGPT with I was like with a Fanico ID control, how do I run a subroutine? <laughs> Dumped it out. Give me an exact example what the lines do. And so I need to <laughs> dig into that. And I'm I'm a little hesitant to do anything since I've had experience crashing this damn machine. But mm. you know, it gets me so much farther than just go- like googling Fanic things yeah. is a nightmare. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Practical machinist forum posts of angry old men from 13 years ago that don't have anything to do with today or what I'm trying to do. It's just, yeah. So it's just brilliant. It's like the quality that comes out of it is just so good. It's a big software quality. So, as a prospective plus account convertee, Mm -hmm. (laughs) should I do it? 
I personally think if you've thought about it this much and it's not a considerable amount of money, yes. And mm. if you're not using it, go back on it. Like I don't I'm not saying that having access to GPT four has changed my life right now. It is interesting. It's actually slower than the other ones. So it's it's kinda weird to wait for it because it used to be so fast yeah. on the other ones. But like I don't know, just not worrying about it and not thinking about it and it's always there. Every time I open it, you never... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so it's not that you're getting different answers or higher quality results. It's more the speed and accessibility. Yep. And then I guess, depending on how long this preview to four is, right? Like, you get things first or, like, betas or tests yeah. and stuff like that. Sure. We got access to the API earlier, which I can only really use ChatGPT to get me ways to use the api so <laughs> it's a full circle yeah. the other thing awesome. i'd say about this and i won't go into too much detail because i'm sure we've exhausted the patience of people that don't care about gpt is there's a fantastic twitter thread of a person that thought of the situation to ask gpt for but to make said i gave gpt for a budget of a hundred dollars and told it to make as much money as possible I'm acting as a human liaison, buying anything it says to, do you think you'll be able to make smart investments and build an online business? And it is very long and amazing. It's fascinating yeah. because it actually has reasonable advice and does cool. keep track in this thread of like how much money he's spent and he's doing exactly what it says to do. And <laughs> like, awesome. I mean, it kind of goes viral. So it immediately turns into like a more profitable business because people are investing within the Twitter thread into this business. Like as of the last I had read, it was a a couple thousand dollars net at the point with investors. Hilarious. (laughs) So Uh, show notes. Yeah. You'll want to check that out. Check that out. (laughs) Very good. Good. Good, good. I have, I have one more thought that it's just a beginning of a, of a thing, but I was asking a friend who does software development. I came up with my last mentor meeting of like, do you plan out your product releases and like improvements and like deadlines and stuff for your internal stuff? And as anybody that's followed the pedestals will know, it's uh, or any of our product launches, they're not very time constrained, it would seem. That's always been a problem for me. Mm-hmm. So... I tried out his suggestion, which has a free version of this roadmap software, I guess is what you call it. But it's like common yeah, right. to like, for they call it, you know, some of the language is weird. Like they call everything an issue, but it's this app yeah. called Linear, Linear.app. So it's for software development. Yeah, specific. I would say it's, yeah, it's coming from that vein, but like, it, I think it works really well still for just products in general or like. I don't know if mm. I would use it for like customer stuff. It's only currently for products that we're developing and it helps to create timelines. Mm. It's cool. kind of got like the idea of Gantt charts and then you can do yeah. like blocking things um, so that one item has to get done first and can communicate it's, there. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of what I was looking for in terms of like, I just needed a way to like better visualize Here's this product idea, a place to throw all like all those ideas from GPT that I was kind of generating. 
I have like a whole <laughs> like backlog area where it's like all of these potential product things that you know we can comment on, we can put our research there, and it's not. I don't, I have a really. I, I just haven't used Airtable effectively enough for anything other than our job shop service has been really fleshed out, but I've never been able to get it to stick really for the rest of what I wanted it for of like products specifically. It's just been kind of a mess. Yeah. So this is an interesting kind of like purpose built free solution for that. So just trying it out. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Awesome. Software corner closed. Awesome. I don't have an exit sample. I don't think. Crickets. Oh, here we go. No, that was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these need improvement. Ha- God, I do have the beep. The beep. I needed that earlier. For your troll friends. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm. March is looking okay for us now. Nice. Good news. Yeah. I think we'd, we've hit our break even point cool. just over halfway through the month. So that's good. That's always a good sign. And yeah, interesting on web sales side of things. Like we're obviously still tracking right down in terms of traffic having turned ads off, but yeah, metrics are still looking pretty healthy. It'll be really interesting to see how the next month or so goes. Yeah. Feeling optimistic about it all at this stage. For sure. Hmm. Yeah, that is... Hmm. It's, it's conflicting for sure. I'm, I've thought about that a lot. Mm, and I have lowered is. some of our... I mean, they just haven't been converting, but I've lowered some of our ad spends on Facebook specifically because it's just, just not doing anything. But it always comes in bursts, like... We've sold our sales are down product wise still. And I think it largely relates to like not having any new products out and not having the pedestals out yet. Yeah. So the, that makes sense. But then like out of nowhere, we've sold a bunch of these tool tag towers. Like like right. uh, some of it's been social posts, like a TikTok and and Instagram has kind of picked up on some of the posts I made about them. And they're not like a high margin thing, it's kind of just like a thing so what yeah you did promote them though right yeah i've, I've posted re- about them i've posted them a few times and, you know the whole like i just kind of reposted the video and i don't think that's really driven much but like i don't know it's just suddenly it's like people were just thinking about it and then I, it's so weird to me how things all happen at once like that it's like but did you repost that video after you sold them or before after after we had sold yeah, okay. maybe half of what had sold in the last couple of weeks. So, mm. so organization time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, my sort of quick download in terms of what's happening with our ad-free metrics are sales are down, sessions are down 45%, and... Conversion rate's way up, obviously. And it's changed our, like, sessions from where sessions are coming from social sources has changed dramatically. So suddenly Pinterest has stayed consistent 
but has become like the leading social source of referrals. And and Facebook has dropped right off, but it's still number two with Instagram as third, which is weird. I don't like, I I put zero effort into our Facebook presence. Like I just, Mm. like the little box is checked in Instagram. So stuff syncs automatically, but like that's the extent of my engagement with Facebook. Yeah. But it's still driving the second most traffic, which I just find bizarre. But there's some weird stuff that happens when you turn off ads. I've I've had this happen Google and Facebook both. Mm. Where even if you kill them, you will still get trickles of traffic from those ads. It's like they're like I pre sold this ad for you for a month out <laughs> and then it just happens later and you're like, What the like you go and look at your analytics and you're yeah, still getting ads still from a certain around. campaign and you're like, That's uh, off and you go check it and it's off. But the other thing about that yeah, is, I should look at that. Even if you're doing ads specifically on Instagram, it's sometimes the link outs will be from Facebook links, which is just goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. confusing. Yeah, that's my story. I just asked GPT how to get a bad Google review removed when it's vindictive and has no relation to our business, and I have a seven-step process on how to do it. Waiting for me. I feel like it'd do it for me. <laughs> what an afternoon you have to look forward to. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Got more stuff to On build. the plus side of reviews, we've been actively seeking them lately. Jay's Ooh. been surveying our customers, reaching out to our customers for reviews, like actively saying, Thanks. I'm glad you like your thing. It'd be great if you could leave us a review. And so we've finally started integrating them into our website. And I feel I have this sense of like, bleep, like what have we been doing for the last 15 years? All those wasted, beautiful, kind words that our customers have had for us in the inbox or yep. that have gone, you know, we've read them and felt warm and fuzzy internally, but we've never like reshared them or put them on our website. Yeah, website. So we're finally starting to do that, and it feels good. Homepage is looking good. It's very like I don't know the right words. It looks good. Yeah, thanks. Jay updated the font. I, that's probably it. Is it help out? Probably it was the choice. There was like two choices, and one of them was Helvetica. Jay wanted to roll out something that was more standard, I believe. I'm not it sure is, what it is, to be it honest. It is Inter, supposedly. Inter, that's right. Inter. That's the one. Some web font. It's nice. It does look oh, like yeah. crazy like Helvetica. I'm out of the design game, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Me too. Oh, well. Should we go do some things? Yeah, let's make something. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Come in. All right. See you. good. End of your week. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Supper's ready. Such as it is. Come along, everybody. Bring your drinks. <laughs> <laughs>